Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. The federal government and the Wet'suwet'en leaders have come to a draft agreement. What does this exactly mean and on, entail? We are learning more about the arrangement uh, which happened on the weekend in Smithers between hereditary, uh, hereditary Wet'suwet'en chiefs and the federal and provincial governments. Crown Indigenous Relations Minister Carolyn Bennett said, says it's a proposed, uh, a proposed arrangement for an expedited process to implement rights and title talked about uh, in the Supreme Court decision of 1998. It still must be ratified by the Wet'suwet'en clans and people over the next couple of weeks. Here's what she had to say. Well, that, that's exactly um, the process that is underway now. The, the, the hereditary chiefs uh, um, believed that they had to go back to their clans and, and, and uh, show this proposed arrangement uh, to their clans and that that would have to be agreed, agreed upon by their clans before they would sign. And, uh, and I think this is the, the beginning of bringing unity back to the nation. And speaking with our sister station, CKNW, their morning show, uh, Bennett was asked if a minority of hereditary chiefs who, in this case, oppose the uh, coastal gas link pipeline will still be allowed to overrule the majority of the Wet'suwet'en community who support the pipeline. I think what was made clear is that it remains unresolved. And I think that I think Chief Wass at the press conference yesterday, um, um, you know, was clear that uh, that uh, on behalf of the hereditary chiefs, they still do not um, approve this project. All right, uh, to talk more about this, let's bring in Genevieve Tellier, Professor, School of Political Studies, University of Ottawa, and is with us now. Genevieve, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Hi, Scott. Thanks. So where are we now? It seems like we may be getting some ground on um, some long-term issues and such, but as far as the short-term issue with the pipeline, doesn't seem much is moving. What did you take away from all of this? Um, yes, I share your view. I would say that I think we have moved even on the short term in the sense that there were some negotiation. First of all, that was a good, uh, that was an improvement because I think a week ago we were not still unclear on that. And then at the end of the weekend, there is an agreement, which is also another big improvement in my view. Now, the thing is that we don't know the content of the agreement. Uh, we don't really know what it is about. We have the big picture, but not the specifics. And uh, the main thing is that we don't know how the indigenous communities, the hereditary chief, will react towards that agreement and so will it be accepted or not that still remains un- unanswered and so we were we are told that it would take at least i think about two weeks for, for the process to go through and so yes then what happens in the short run so this is where we are now uh, we do see still some blockades uh, we're not sure what's the effect on the economy, etc. So there are still some big uh, unknown uncertainties. But again, as I said, uh, there are some improvements. So overall, it's a good thing. But we're going very slowly, I must say. What do we know? Do we know anything uh, of the extent of this agreement? I mean, have you heard anything as to what this may entail? Because it certainly seems like this was, and, and maybe I'm not using the right word here, you can help me with this, is this a breakthrough moment? or Because it, it seems that nobody quite expected this to happen. Yes, uh, yes, a bit uh, breakthrough in the sense that uh, it seems that we have done a lot of work uh, and, and, and move forward uh, on many issues. Now, I, I'm not more knowledgeable than you are, and so I just have the, the, the information from the news. Uh, 
Um, and I expect that maybe over the course of the next hours or days, as more and more people get knowledgeable on that agreement, that we hear more things about that. But if we try to understand what uh, Minister Bennett was saying, was that the, there's nothing about um, the, 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 the coastal gasling uh, project, so nothing has moved a lot on that. But if we go deeper on this constitutional relationship with indigenous uh, people and the crown, then yes, there are some agreements. And I was a bit uh, scared in the weekend when I was hearing people saying, well, we have to reopen the constitution. And so I was not, for me, was not very um, clear if that was possible uh, to do so and to do it in a speedy manner. But it seems that this agreement kind of tackled constitutional issues without opening the constitution, I think, and 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 come up with a new relation, a new agreement with indigenous communities and and the federal government, which is a big improvement. Now, would this just simply be an agreement with the Wet'suwet'en community, or could this apply to all communities across the country? I think it can. I haven't heard that it was just for the Wet'suwet'en community. So in my sense, it, it is larger than that. And I was hearing a, a representative of an uh, indigenous, indigenous community in Quebec, um, Monsieur Picard, uh, talking about that. So he's not very knowledgeable either, but he, ha- he did give us the sense that it was broader than that. So uh, I, I think it's on the long term. We have to look at it, and it is broadly. And so uh, that would be a positive thing for, for anyone, I mean, uh, not just the Wet'suwet'en communities, but uh, any other communities and the federal government and provincial government, I would say also, and Canadian as a whole. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. So this now has to get approval, which could take a couple of weeks uh, from across the nation. Um, But just as there are hereditary chiefs who disagree with this pipeline, will there be hereditary chiefs who disagree uh, or, as you said, elected band councils that disagree with this this issue, much like other issues, and we come back to where we were. That's my that's that's my concern. Um, yes, it is. It's possible, especially. I think they want to talk to about twenty community representative. I think uh, that's a lot, uh, and so you can expect some to be in this, in this agreement. Now, it depends what's the what's the agreement. Also, if it is very broad and general, and it is um, presenting a mechanism to go ahead and and continue to negotiate then it's easier to be accepted but it is if it has specific proposal in it then uh, I'm less uh, optimistic about being accepted or not by by uh, by all and also how much do we need do we need a consensus do we need a majority I would guess it would be a consensus and then the other question is what with the other communities who are not part of that process so across Canada we could think of the Mohawk, for instance, in Ontario and Quebec. So how will they view that accord once it is known? Uh, this also is an uncertainty. This started, Genevieve, with with uh, blockades and, and rail blockages and stuff, and, and that's how we got to where we are. Uh, will this bring down those tensions in, uh, you know, specifically around specific blockades that still are up? Um, does this does this change the issue that started all of this? 
I think it should change it. Will it change it? I'm not sure because I was hearing uh, uh, leaders of Mohawk uh, communities that they were not ready to uh, take out the blockades uh, for now, especially in Quebec. Uh, but I think that that was one of the conditions. And so uh, can, uh, Canadian will have a hard time to understand if those blockades don't get out or not pull out um, because the, 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 the requests, were met. So, uh, yes, there was a meeting with the federal minister. Yes, uh, coastal gasling stopped it mom- momentarily its its work. It, it will resume today, but that was a condition that it stopped during the weekend. Yes, there is a tentative agreement in place. So, uh, I think that for most Canadians, it would be time now to put aside all the blockades and resume to the current economic activities. So, for me, the burden is now on the First Nation for that. Uh, and there should be a sign of good faith saying we're going in the right direction and this is what we are willing to do. Um, I'm not sure how long we could wait for another two weeks before uh, blockades are put out. So um, that's also a, a question mark that I have. Where does this leave the pipeline issue? Because, again, that was the the issue that started all of this. Uh, if the hereditary chiefs are still against uh, the wet, sweat, and hereditary chiefs are still against this uh, pipeline. How will that bring blockades down? Because at the end, there'll still be disagreement over that. Or will it now be separated between the indigenous community and those environmentalists, as opposed to one trying to hijack mm-hmm. the other? Yes, that's a good question. And I'm not sure how much the pipeline was an instrumental for uh, having a true discussion about uh, land rights with the federal government. And so pipeline was maybe just the opportunity size to, to, to voice or to manifest uh, our own belief. But uh, in the end, I'm sure I think the problem is deeper than just the pipelines. And for what I got from Minister Bennett this morning was that I, I may be wrong, but my sense was, okay, the pipeline is a done deal, so there's nothing we're going to do for that. But for futures pipeline, uh, the process will be different and will involve more um, indigenous communities. And I think that's where we're going. Of course, environmentalists won't be happy with that, and we could expect other, uh, other opposition. Uh, but that being said, uh, since last week, uh, since the mine frontier investment that was pulled out from Canada, I don't know if you recall about yeah, that in Alberta, yeah. um, I think that uh, pipelines may be now something of the past in Canada. And so um, I don't see a lot of investment coming in in the next months, years. Um, there's also this question of social acceptability in play. And, and maybe that's one way to go uh, forward and to say, okay, uh, coastal gasling is is done. Uh, it's the last big uh, project that we will have in Canada, and from then we'll change the mechanism to consult people, to take decision, and to see how uh, resources play into a new economy, which is a greener economy. So where does that leave the Trans Mountain Pipeline? Do you think? Um, I'm not sure. Well, nobody's wants it, I must say. Uh, I'm not sure. We, it's, it's in the hands of the, of the government. Uh, he wants to sell it to anyone who would be interested to, to have it. Uh, I'm not sure there if there is a future for that. Uh, if you look at the price of oil, it's going down uh, all the time, and so uh, that may yeah, be. Yeah, but that you know, I've talked to many uh, industry experts that say that's that's a misnomer, and and how it is all framed in this fact that we're selling discounted oil to 
uh, to the United States and such, and that for the next 25 to, you know, 40 years, or it's going to take just to, to, to transition off of, that there will be a constant demand. And if the pro- projects aren't being built here, they're just being built in other parts of the world. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, I agree. But at the same time, with what we have here for the last weeks, uh, we sense a stronger position yeah. um, from from many groups. And uh, yes, the environmentalists, that, that would be one group. But uh, when uh, Mind Frontier says to us, and that was in the letter that was published, they say there is no social acceptability in Canada and also elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, investors are not as enthusiastic as they were. Uh, so the money to invest, uh, I'm not sure is there anymore. But of course, Transmart, it's already there, so it's better. It's much more advanced, I, I would say. But I, I put it in the, in, in the group of last big project that we have, like uh, Coastal Gasling and, and Transmart. Uh, do you think that um, there'll have to be government meetings with other hereditary chiefs across the nation as because of this? Um, I'm not sure. It depends what's the agreement. Uh, if I was an editorial chief, I would certainly call the government and say, I would like to speak with you because I would like to have an agreement myself. Um, Now, what strikes me the most is that uh, this government has been in power for more than four years now, and it's supposed to be a reconciliation time, and so to push, uh, to move forward with that file, and it seems for me, for what I could see the last weeks, there were not a lot of progress done on that. So maybe that is the time now to have those this kind of conversation. Um, I'm not sure, though, that if the federal government is kind of proactive. I see it more as reactive to events, and so he will act if uh, we ask him to act on, on specific files. Um, but for sure, if I was one of those chiefs, I would certainly pick up the phone and say, I want to speak with you. Yeah, you can see that coming. It'll be fa- Do you know when will any idea, so uh, you're thinking at least two weeks before we start to hear exactly what the nuts and bolts of this agreement are until it, it, trans, it transpires uh, across the country? I think it may transpire before because, as I said before, more and more people will be knowledgeable of, of the specifics into that. So I'm, uh, the more people are involved, the harder it is to keep it confidential. So I wouldn't be surprised to, for us to see bits and tips about it Uh, and also uh, if the opposition and other parties yes ask a specific question to the government maybe the government will answer them Um, I hope we'll hear more uh, sooner than later two weeks for me is kind of long uh, if we talk about the blockades but at the same time it's taking the time to explain it to everyone so we'll see where we go from there Genevieve Tellier has been with us, Professor, School of Political Studies, University of Ottawa, federal government, and what sweat and leaders have come up to or have come up with a draft agreement over the weekend. And slowly, hopefully, we'll find out more details about that. Genevieve, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.